Red-tailed hawk lives there Gray squirrel and black bear They never had to know Folks tried to damn her We fought to keep her Not so very long ago Continuing our series celebrating the 50th anniversary of the creation of a national park in the Arkansas Ozarks known as the Buffalo National River, allow me a personal note. In 1992, when Dr. Neil Compton, a Northwest Arkansas physician and outdoor enthusiast, published his book, The Battle for the Buffalo River, I thought it was a compelling story about a group of folks wanting to do the right thing in opposition to others who were equally well-intentioned but taking a position I saw as wrong. Like many others who now treasure the Buffalo River as it is, I failed to grasp the complex human story behind the conflict over whether to dam the river or preserve it. Ozark historian Brooks Blevins, you might recognize him as a regular, surpassingly knowledgeable contributor to Ozark Highlands Radio, walks us through it, beginning at what I first thought to be a surprising point in time. If you really want to get back to the origins of the Buffalo River controversy, I, I guess you could go all the way back to 1927, the year of the great Mississippi River flood. It was that flood and the aftermath of the flood and all the, the millions and probably even billions of dollars lost that really led the Army Corps of Engineers and the federal government into the dam building business. Dams, controlled floodways, and other major projects were a big part of the answer to protecting towns and farms from another such disaster along the Mississippi and other major rivers. Interest in what dams could do accelerated during the Great Depression. The Tennessee Valley Authority, created in 1933, demonstrated how hydroelectricity could transform the lives of people in the country's rural uplands and what kind of economic impact lakes could have. This had already happened just one county away. Dr. Blevins. It was really... The economic impact that Norfolk Lake had on the mountain home area that first convinced people in other uh, parts of, of the Ozarks that a dam could be a really good thing. The Ozarks was obviously a poor place, and, and a lot of people uh, in Marshall and other places saw an Army Corps of Engineers dam as a potential lifesaver when it came to uh, saving and improving a local economy. In that spirit, the first of several leading elected officials took the step that began to define the divide in public opinion and political decision-making that would soon play out. When James Trimble, the congressman for Northwest Arkansas, presents a uh, bill uh, calling for uh, two dams to be built on the Buffalo River in the late 50s. That's when it all, when the ball starts uh, really rolling. The congressman's bill was first stalled by concerns over economic feasibility. And by the time it was reintroduced in the early 60s, a new mindset had emerged. In the early 60s, you're starting to have more uh, environmentalists and canoeists who oppose the idea of damming the buffalo because it's such a popular uh, float stream in such a beautiful place. And uh, the Audubon Society, Sierra Club, Nature Conservancy, these different groups, eventually they, they coalesce uh, more or less into a society, into a group called the Ozark Society. 
That was the group that Dr. Compton came to lead. About the same time, area proponents of the dam concept formed the Buffalo River Improvement Association, hoping for the benefits their neighbors just to the northeast had gained. The battle lines were drawn, but there was a third set of interests, one that got far less attention. What a lot of people don't remember is that there was actually at one time a third organization involved in this. It was called the Buffalo River Landowners Association, and it was made up primarily, as the name would suggest, of people who owned land along the Buffalo that they would be in danger of losing whether or not a dam was built or if a national park was founded. Zed Davenport is a native of the Buffalo River area. A longtime employee of the park, he often found himself needing to explain to the home folks what the Buffalo National River staff was trying to do, and also explained to the BNR staff the quandary his family and others had faced since before the park was ever created. He was a teenager when families along the river were beginning to realize that someone else was going to choose between dams or a park. Of course, that uh, went against all of the local landowners that, that lived on the river and uh, made their living on the river. And so they would kind of at a, uh, between a rock and a hard place, they, they had nowhere to go or what to do. The forces were more powerful than they were, I guess you would say. But those that had the farms in the bottomlands that uh, raised crops and pastures and so on like that for their cattle and the livestock, they wanted to, to live like they always did. And so they uh, really had a, had a hard time accepting either side. Brooks Blevins. Well, in the early 60s, as these uh, groups square off against each other, you have a, a lot of publicity uh, on the Buffalo uh, controversy. You have uh, Supreme Court Justice William O. Douglas comes at the, the invitation of uh, the group, uh, people involved with the Ozark Society and floats the Buffalo and gets a lot of publicity. Uh, you have uh, other people, people on the other side, including a, a number of prominent journalists in small towns in North Arkansas who are still favoring the dam and writing things and an appreciation of, of the dam and what it can mean for the local economy. So it's getting it's starting to get a, a lot of press. And in the middle of all this, you've also got a, a parallel development that's happening in southeastern Missouri. Dr. Blevins went on to explain that a similar controversy surrounding the current and Jack's Fork Rivers in the Missouri Ozarks finally culminated in a 1964 bill creating a national park enclosing a portion of those streams, a possible model. Controversy continued in Arkansas until 1972. The final turn came when the district's congressman and Arkansas's governor both spoke out in favor of a park. A bill to that effect was adopted and the Buffalo National Park was created. The National Park Service took up its task to protect the river and serve both visitors and residents. Balancing those interests would remain a challenge and would be complicated in years to come by other issues, but that's a story for future segments in our series. Mm -hmm. 